On Target. Probing and informative. On Target today with Cliff Hughes Online. My hands were steady. My eyes were clear and bright. My walk had purpose. My steps were quick and light. Okay. She's probably the most talk about of the new senators named to the upper house this week. She is being billed as a communication specialist. She is only 23 years old. She's a graduate of Montego Bay High School in St. James. And she was recently awarded an undergraduate degree at the University of the West Indies. And she's preparing to start her postgraduate studies. She's also a student leader, recently ran for the position of president of the UWI Guild of Students, and last. But here is she this morning, at 23, history maker, a, a member of the Upper House of the Jamaican Parliament. Good morning, Senator Morris. Good morning, Sir Hughes. Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, for those who don't know who Gabriella is, who are you? Introduce yourself to the people of Jamaica and the diaspora who are listening. Gabriella Morris is a young black woman, Jamaican woman. I am a youth advocate. I am an advocate for women and girls. I have been a youth leader for a number of years. I'm a daughter of the soil. You said it, I'm from Montego Bay, Jamaica. <laughs> and I am also a student. I am a student of communication for social and behavioral change. Um, specialist might be a big word, but I am seeking to become a professional in the field, and that's where I've begun to amass experience. And your undergraduate degree? I'm a pharmacology major. Right, so I did pharmacology. Oh? Yes. Pharmacology? Pharmacology, a huge shift. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it goes, to show, it, I, it goes to show how diverse of a person I, I am, and I'm trying to broaden my horizons. So with a pharmacology degree, that means you could be a pharmacist? No, not not at oh, all. Okay. I'm not licensed as a pharmacist. <laughs> so but research me. research is one of my areas. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So you said you are an advocate for women and girls. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, my advocacy began when I matriculated to university and I resided on the Mary Seacole Hall, which is the only all-female hall on the, the university campus. And there, I would have served as hall chairwoman. And during that tenure, I was heavily involved in programs that were geared towards women and development of women and girls. One of the highlights that really ignited this passion in me is serving with the I'm Glad I'm a Girl camp, where we engaged young women from right across the island and we taught them about their rights as young women, sexual and reproductive health. All those issues are issues that I hope to champion during my tenure. Mm. And uh, that would have started three years ago when you went three on. Three years ago. Uh-huh. 
Montego Bay High School, uh, a school that is renowned for excellence. Yes, how did that shape who you are today, especially Senator Mars? Well, at Montego Bay High School, you know, I, I was the second biggest head in the school. <laughs> yeah, I was deputy head girl. And that's, that's where I really was inspired to participate in youth development and in community development. It was at Montego Bay High School that I served as a junior counselor. And that gave me some insight into the political process and into community development, which is something that I've continued to do and I hope to continue to do even as a senator. So Montego Bay High School was really a great training ground for me as a young woman. And it inspired me to go forward and inspire other young women. I've been there. I, I was there just last last. A few months ago, actually, mm-hmm. during a mentorship program, and that's one of the things that I hope to continue to do with young women. I'm also involved in the community with the Love Your Skin, Appreciate Your Melanin program, which is where we encourage young women to have self-confidence. And those are just a few of the initiatives that I've been doing to, to empower mm-hmm. other young women and girls. You, you said you were a, a junior counselor? Yes, I was. What, what would that entail? The junior council essentially mirrors the local government system, and so we would have been mentored by councillors at the time in the St. James Parish Council. Community projects, we did a lot of that. Um, also outreach activities, mentorship of other young people. So that was a part of that program. Mm. So your your political views... When and how were those shaped and formed? Coming to university, I I came with an open mind. I was always interested in the political systems, but it wasn't until university that I I my interest in in the People's National Party was piqued. I joined the Visions. I became a part of the YO, and just last year. I I was an advisor. I was an I worked with Peter Bunting, and that gave me a wealth of insight into the process. It inspired me to want to participate even more. And now here I am playing my part in advancing the welfare of this nation. Oh, and why did you choose the PNP? I chose the PNP because I. When, when, I, when I assessed the policies that the PNP put forward, I was impressed by the, and let me, let me quote this word, people-centric nature of the policies. I, I could appreciate how it included persons from all backgrounds. And that is one mandate of the PNP that I have I've always, you know, seen as, seen as commendable. Mm-hmm. The emphasis on social justice and equality and equity for all people. Yes. And uh, you were part of the RISE campaign? I was. What did you do? Well, I worked, uh, I worked in the office with, with Sir Bunting. Um, I was involved in organizing, in communication, in administrative duties, in giving ideas if you look at how, how the campaign was structured, it 
catered to a lot of young people, and that came from some of the ideas that we had to offer. Mm. And how was that experience for you? It was a tremendous experience, fantastic. Um, PB would have said that this is going to be some of the, the most memorable months of your life, and they indeed were. It was a phenomenal opportunity to be able to witness firsthand the political process, to be able to interact with so many Jamaicans, and to get a feel of what life is like for the ordinary Jamaican citizen. So on that evening in September last year, when you realized that your man had lost, and lost so narrowly, how was that feeling? I was, I was disappointed. Of course, we had worked hard and we had hoped to win. However, in moving forward from that disappointment, it was also essential for us to recognize that it was now about moving the party forward. And this is still the sentiment that I have, even after the, the recent election, that the PNP is in a state of revival and rebuilding. And I'm hoping to play my part in, in getting to that goal. Yeah. Did you meet, did you get a chance to meet and talk with Dr. Phillips during the campaign or subsequent to that? Yes, I've had conversations with Dr. Phillips, and, you know, as I said, he's, he's here as our leader, and we support him as we try to move the PNP forward. Yes, how did that conversation with him go? It was relaxing. Uh, he expressed, you know, that he's, he's glad that I, I chose to take up this mantle, and he expressed that they're here to support which I was very grateful for. I must say that the, the outpouring of mentorship and support has been phenomenal, and I, I feel as if I'm being supported and held up on the shoulders of some great people. Oh, that discussion subsequent to your call that you are being asked to join the Senate? That's right. That's right. Oh, hold on for us. We're up on the break. Yes, hold, hold on for us, please. My hands were steady. Eyes were clear and bright. My walk had purpose. My steps were quick and light. On target, probing and informative. On target today with Cliff Hughes online. My hands were steady. My eyes we're talking with uh, Senator Gabriella Morris. She is the newest of. Uh, the latest slate of uh, candidates to represent the opposition in the in the upper house, and we're learning a little bit about Senator Morris, as well as uh, her appointment. So, Senator Morris, tell me, yeah, when did you get that call? Well, I got the call. It was confirmed actually the day before the swearing-in ceremony, but there were conversations that were had, but it was indeed confirmed the day before. No, I'm not. I'm not getting it. So you got the call the day before the ceremony. The confirmation call I got the day before the ceremony. Oh, but the actual, the first time you were hearing that you could be in the Senate. When was that, and how did that go? It it was it was at the time very very surprising. As I said, this is unprecedented. Who called you? Go again? Who called you? I was called by Dr. Phillips. 
Uh-huh. And he expressed that I was recommended to to sit in the Senate. Mm-hmm. And he, he fully endorsed that move. Mm-hmm. And so I I said, yes, I would serve. You weren't surprised? I was surprised. Uh, as I said, it's unprecedented. Never before has such a young person, a young woman. So what were the first words? What were the Senate. first words you, 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 you uttered to him? <laughs> I actually said, excuse me, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I was wondering, you know, if it was the right number, uh-huh. you know. Even though I was involved in the party, it still came as a shock that I was considered. Uh-huh. So he called you, that was a day or two before the actual swearing in? Right, right. And then the confirmation came the day before? That's right. And he also confirmed? Yes, he did. Okay. And the fact that you were... A riser wasn't raised? No, that never came up. I I believe that the PNP is moving forward. We have been assessing. We have looked at the factors that have affected us. And I believe that no more than ever, the mandate is about moving forward together in unity as we move towards being a stronger opposition at this time, because the nation does indeed need a strong opposition. Mm. Well, I'm going to play a clip for you from one of our political commentators, Kevin O'Brien Chang, yes, who questioned okay. who questioned the decision to appoint you yeah, to the Senate. Listen to what he said. Now, what in the world is a university student doing in the Senate? Uh, but being a student already shows that you still have a lot to learn, even your course you're doing. This is, uh, as Mr. Golding says, the JLP gets high-handed and tries to ram through legislation. The Senate is the where it stops. People here are fully aware of everything going on and we're experienced. Um, this young lady may well be very brilliant and smart. I don't know anything about her, but she's still a student. I don't see how you can justify putting someone who's still learning to get your degree in the Senate. Senator Morris, how do you respond to that? Well, uh, he said it perfectly. Yes, I'm still learning. I want to let everybody in on that, that I'm young and I'm here to learn. I'm here to grow. But what I also want to put forward, uh, Cliff, is that just a few months ago, I, I was in a bid to serve as the president where I wanted to represent 13,000 students, just over 13,000 students. And now through this platform, I have the opportunity to represent over 378,000 youth who are between the ages of 15 and 29. And so what I see or what Mr. Chang might see as, as a mistake, to me it is, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to say to young people that here, you have a voice at the table. Your voice is needed in this discussion. And we see the overwhelming support and and the the conversations that young people are having on social media. We see that they want to be involved. And so I believe that this appointment, my appointment, is significant because I represent a generation of young people who want to play their part, who want to make their voices heard, and 
I am here to represent those young people. Not just youth, but every Jamaican who wants to see an equitable society. Every Jamaican who wants to see a Jamaica that will work for them. I'm here to ensure that laws are balanced, that laws are equitable, that we have a space at the table for everyone. And so though I'm young, yes, I am young. But what I will say is that I'm here to contribute. I'm here to learn. I'm here to... To, to make my voice heard, not just to take up space, but to ensure that I make valuable contributions to the Senate. Is there a particular issue or set of issues that you intend to focus on, to go learn a lot about so that you can articulate and advocate uh, for those where those particular set of issues are concerned? Yes, and even before I go to that, I, I wanted to add, I, I just remember that the other Senator Morris, he indeed sat in the Senate while he was a university student. So it seems to be something that is common among the Morrises to want to give service <laughs> while they're young. <laughs> so yes. and even outside of the Jamaican reality, we, uh-huh. see, we see a young MP, Theophilus, I believe her name is, from Namibia, she, she was appointed at 23, just like myself, uh-huh. and she's now 24. So we see that young people across the world, they're making strides, and I don't think Jamaica should be left behind. Right. So what... what, what to, the point, to the point of issues that I would want to discuss, I, I want to take an approach or a, a, a heavy concentration on digitization. Mm. I believe that COVID has shown us that we're going to have to change how we operate. And one of those ways we're going to change is ensuring that we're technologically advanced. And so some of the policies that I'm bringing forward will focus on ensuring digitization in, in several areas, agriculture, tourism, education, so that's definitely one area that I will focus on. It would also be remiss of me if I left out women and children. I, I believe that the fight must continue to ensure equitable opportunities for them and to ensure that they are given a voice. And so those are, those are just two of the things that I would like to look at. Mm. And, and tell me, Senator Morris, you, you sound like a very bright young woman who has something to offer, Yes. What's been the reaction like from your friends, your family, yeah, your schoolmates, your peers? We lost her? Oh, no. Oh, no. We are going to try and make that connection with Senator Gabriella. Morris, clearly a very, very promising young woman, yes, and uh, one who we should invest in, yes, if she's able to keep her head on her body and, you know, this is the future of Jamaica, yes, whether they come in green or orange, yeah, or purple, these are the young ones we must invest in. Yeah. Well, very early days, yes, very, very early days. Yes, but, you know, give them the space. Give them the opportunity. Oh, she's back. 
Yes. Senator Marks? Yes, I I was asking you, what's been the reaction of your peers, your family, your friends, to this surprise appointment? It's it's been so supportive, Cliff. As I said, I, I feel as if I'm being held up by on the on the on the shoulders of some great people. My peers here at, at the university level, they they have been out on social media. People have been saying that they're inspired to aspire to so much more because this is so unprecedented and it says to them that it is possible. It's possible for you to give service to your nation. You don't have to wait your turn. You can you can add value even as a young person. And my family, they're over the moon. My mom and my dad, who are teachers in Mobe, they oh. it's as if they're the senators too because my mom, her phone is just ringing off the hook with persons offering congratulations. My church family back home, my, my school family, the Montego Bay High School family, Carnaldi Avenue primary family. <laughs> Everybody is offering their congratulations. The PNPYU family, it's, I, I, I'm really feeling supported and I'm happy for that. As you mentioned, the PNPYU family, were you one of the authors of that famous, infamous letter earlier this week to Dr. Phillips? I, I was not. I was not one of the authors. Were you consulted? I wasn't. However, I, I believe that the sentiments of the letter that speak to change are something that will be taken into account. I believe that the PNP is in a phase of rebuilding and redirection. And so I believe that consultations must be had. And I think they are being consulted at this point. So we'll move forward together and become stronger. Do you support giving Dr. Phillips a 30-day ultimatum? He did say he would step down. So I, I believe it's a matter of allowing the processes to take place, allowing the consultations to happen, and I believe it will happen in short order. I don't want to preempt anything, but I believe it will be a smooth process, and we will move forward. So you wouldn't have used those words or put those words the way they were crafted, would you? Well, what I can say is that we, we, we're in a democratic party, and I believe that everyone has the opportunity to, to make their opinions heard. Um, and I believe that's what the YOR did. As I said, it's a matter of assessing the contents of the letter and seeing how we can move forward. Mm. But those words, giving the party lead an ultimatum, that wouldn't have come from your lips. Or your pen. I, I can't, I can't say that I would have used those words. But what I will stand firm to is that it's about a change. It's about listening to all the voices that are at the table. And so, as I said, the party has some listening and consultations to do, and we are in that phase. Good. This is breaking news from Nationwide Radio. Tell. We have to interrupt our program to bring you some sad news. Former cabinet minister, former PNP general secretary, 
Dr. D.K. Duncan has died. Dr. Duncan's widow, Beverly Manley, just confirmed to me that D.K. Duncan died approximately 10 minutes ago. You would have been aware that Dr. Duncan was in the hospital having returned a positive test for COVID-19. We should repeat, one of the most controversial figures of the 1970s and post-independence Jamaican politics, D.K. Duncan died a short while ago in hospital. Senator Morris? Senator Morris? Yes, yes, if I'm here. And I'd also like to offer my condolences to the family of Comrade Duncan. Yes. And we have to terminate the interview here because we have to now shift gears. But thanks so much for joining us, Senator Morris. And I wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Let's go to the break and come back. <laughs> 